welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. We are live again. Second time. Second Lucky. time. Lucky. Yep, don't know happened. I froze. It's not the first time that's happened to me. That's so good. No. All right, when we've established it's not episode 64, like I said a moment ago, not that anyone listening to this will know that because that wouldn't be included. However, we do know it's 65. 66! 66! This is unbelievable and really silly of me. <laughs> Never mind. It's I can't even use the excuse. It's late. It's 20 past 8. It's not even, not even late. I can't wait till episode 69. <laughs> Johnny, that's disgusting. <clears throat> Oh dear, dear. Oh dear. How are we, boys? Right, who is, we're going to start with Paul. How are you, Paul? <laughs> I am fine and dandy. Back to work after six weeks off being part of the education system. The glory that you get a bit of holiday here and there. So back to work with a bump. House is nearly finished after a small flood. I was going to say, have you spoke about your house being, or you renovating a house? I don't know if we spoke about it before on the podcast or not. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. I think we spoke about it, I can't remember which episode, maybe with Dan. Okay. Mr. Osman. Mr. Osman. Well, anyway, if, and if I didn't, I've been renovating a house to move into. We decided to rip it out from the ground upwards and redo everything internally. All getting very close to finishing and then I had a small flood late on a Friday evening which could have been worse and it's starting to be fixed and dried out so we're getting back to back to near completion well it's a bit shit about the flood yes I was to have a nice spanking office to do videos and podcasts and blah 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 other non no nonsense nutrition work from consultations skin fold yes. measurements yes um, phone room phone room porn porn room yeah. sorry johnny i thought you said phone room <laughs> that seemed more logical to me i can say yes because becky never listened has not listened to yeah. one of the 65 episodes so yes you can, also, you can also tell, right, the two smuttiest people on this podcast are the two dads uh, with one-year-olds. I don't know if that's causation or correlation. However, evidence-based. Definitely, definitely correlation, isn't it? <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, anything else happening, Paulie? Other than Not a lot, else? mate. How's, how's your training and nutrition been of late? Ah, well, nutrition is fine. Training... Which will be, I'm sure, a whole new or another podcast at some point soon has not been good at all. Not for a fair while. Yeah. In fact, I even even let my gym membership run out. I was paying a lot of money at David Lloyd. Lloyd. I just didn't want to say the name then. There are other gyms available. Um, So, yes, I've... I wasn't being using my membership enough to warrant the high price that it is to be a member of such a establishment. establishment. Mm. 
so yes but it's all in hand it all it is all going to be sorted once life has got a bit back to normal i've stopped spending my life in up to my elbows in paint and plasterboard yeah you porn and porn yeah i think it does at least show that um everyone including coaches has moments or times or periods where they just can't and this is this you know i'm not being sarky or sarcastic you do have moments where you just can't help but obviously fall off the wagon a little bit it's just one of those things where it happens to the best of us indeed and yes we will uh, talk about it on another episode because there are some underlying factors to go with it as well which we will talk about we will cool johnny what have you been up to well, that's not what I've been up to. Eliza can now, if you ask her, what's the snake say? She'll go, cool. and the lisp, the lisp sounds quite funny. And what's the lion do? She will growl at you. It's brilliant. Yeah. She's walking, walking like a little T-Rex. Tries to destroy the cat by pulling it on with her tail. It's all just, um, it's all dad stuff, really. Training's going well. I done 42 sets of a body yesterday. In total. It was good. Yeah. Done 42 sets of legs today. It was good. Horrific, but it was good. Felt good. So, um, hold on. So, you did 42 sets in one workout? Yes. On one body part? No, upper body. Ah, okay. But you just said you did 42 sets on legs. I should, I should explain that the leg session does include, because the way it's set up, it's legs, and there'll be... Triceps and shoulders at the end. So there was uh, 12 sets of that. Okay. So Pl- I was going to say, please please tell me that that includes your warm-up sets. No. Come on. This is this is week four. Who's doing your planning? Brad Schoenfeld? No one. You'll have, you'll have, you'll have lying. Right. Well, I've used... I, I, I looked at... Um, I've got a... An old RP template so I use. I was but... about to say it's definitely Renaissance periodization. Yeah, definitely. So I've got it. You can select like um, one for it was relatively easy. Zero was it was hard, and minus one was just really hard. You couldn't complete the reps or whatever. So I've just gone one and everything just to see what happens at the end. You you mean so sorry, like... Johnny? Let me let me just explain because I don't think you spoke well. So when you do a, a one of the templates at the end of it, you can say how well you did, can't you? As in. One zero minus one, and depending yeah, on what you pick, it then sets your next uh, yeah. cycle. Right, cool. Yeah, so I've just selected everything at once the last three weeks, just to see how I went. This is how many sets I get at the end. So I'm now on like today, I had eight sets of calf raises. There was like six sets of squats, six sets of leg press, seven sets of hamstring curls. It's just amazing. I thought, oh, let's have a go, see where I can recover from, and you know, it's a one off. I won't do it again. It's too much. So I was gonna say, how long were you in the gym for? Funny enough, it was, it was two of us. I mean, it was quite brutal. It was a rest, but I were in 30. That's not too bad. One out of 30. Yeah, it's pretty good. And we done up a body yesterday, and it took us an hour 15. So it's up, on, off, on, off, on, off. Yeah. Just smashed it. I just fancied it. I just feel good. So I thought, I was just fine. I just fancied it. Let's just smash it and do it. You couldn't do that every, day, every week, obviously. No, nah, it's a lot of volume. I mean, RP do like their volume. Mike, Mike likes his volume, don't he? Yeah. See, Mike gives it to tell. He does like to program it. Mean, although I know he works from smaller amounts, so he kind of goes yeah. from obviously a minimal amount up to max within the mesocycles, doesn't he? Whereas I know a lot of other coaches are a bit more um, moderate in that they might stick around the middle point a bit more. 
in terms of like minimum max volume but yeah like the first week on legs is probably like 15 sets 14 sets so it's quite you know it's a big difference like so depending on how you how you feel if you feel shifted in the end sessions probably might not even get to 35 yeah. but it is it is a lot of volume right but so it's like a deload next week and then the next cycle after that's like a it's like a resensitization period just more like starts on two sets of everything goes, goes to three and I think the max is I think the max is even three yeah. so it's like you recover quite a lot yeah it's, it's weird because like my, my back can easily take 20 25 sets a week probably my chest not too dissimilar so 15 to 20 say my legs I probably do 10 to 12 yeah. I'd like per week I, I can't do any more like on quads or hamstrings or whatever because they just get broken I think I got I got used to it after two years of training with a right psycho. He was so I was like mid twenties, twenty four, twenty five. So this guy was in his late thirties, forties, been bodybuilding for twenty twenty five years, giant human being, like nineteen stone with abs. But he was crazy. He was of like Russian like Russian descendant or Polish, something like that. So we'd warm up on like say quads on on leg extension. We do like twelve sets of leg extension and that was I would spill on the first set on not the first set in the first exercise then we go to the leg press so imagine now 12 to 13 plates aside in the leg press going down to one plate and then back up again that's the set hmm. the man was insane he was, and he was laughing when he was doing it that's how insane he was he's the only guy I've ever seen curl a 50k dumbbell sounds mad he was and he was impressive it was ridiculous. So I just obviously, and you just shove in your face. Give it, the, give it the C bomb, the F bomb. What about the dumbbells or? What about the dumbbells? Yeah, you say you shove it in your face or what have you just said this? No, it's shoved in your face. Oh, shout! Sorry, sorry. Come on, boy. Boy said shove it. I was thinking, oh, another. Is he American? Come <laughs> yeah. on, boy. Boy is Polish or Russian? No, descend. Descend. I do just see the lock. Anyway, but. I sort of got used to that sort of level of training so I can sort of tolerate it a bit more now. I wouldn't do it like that now because it's just insanity. I mean, three hours on arms, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of this comes down with the intensity and stuff as well. Obviously, weight on the bar or relative intensity is obviously going to be different yeah. depending upon the amount of volume you do because obviously you, you you tend to periodize one against the other. Yeah. Obviously, as your temperature well, goes not... up, volume goes down and vice versa, doesn't it? Mm. It's enjoyable times, but I end up with palpitations, so I have to stop. You're a bit, you're a bit more sensible now, aren't you, Johnny? Yeah, back and I didn't really just, I just, I just trained and never really knew. Not never knew, but I did not I didn't really know about volume and periodization. I didn't. I just went in and trained. Mm. Yeah, as most of us do when we start off, don't we? You, know, you just go in the gym and just do bench press. But the funny thing is, it's probably the biggest I've ever been into as a muscle mass. Oh. Yeah, that, that might have been the drugs, mate. Maybe. <laughs> well, on that note, um, what have I been up to? Let's 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 have a quick update for me. Nothing as usual. There you go. Right, that was quick, wasn't it? Um, you seem to spend a lot of time at zoos. Yeah, well, you know, when you got one year old, you go out. Like to be fair, some are very much like like um, Eliza. She loves an animal noise. She can do pigs. <laughs> Tigers, lions, although they end up being the same. Yeah, she does. She literally goes like a little snort, which is quite interesting watching a one-year-old try and do that. But 
Um, can't do snakes, so I have tried snakes, but she's never really got. But um, she's actually do a horse. So because we've got horses on the field next to our house, I'll go, we take her out there quite often to see horses because she likes looking at them. And if I say like somewhat noise a horse you make, she will go. <laughs> which is like amazing like a one year old can do that it's cool it um, is the best thing ever it? yeah it is it's, it's fantastic do, do, I don't know if you find this Johnny but she does show me up though because when I'm trying to show off with people and say like Summer what noise does a tiger make she'll just do nothing I'm like are you yeah. kidding me and like, as soon exactly. as they leave she'll go Rah! yeah like, exactly like that yeah. like even the other day she was sitting on Shelly's lap and I was calling her Eliza Eliza she was laying down you wouldn't look at me. And she turned around and laughed. Yeah. As if to say, I'll do what I want, mate. You do not call me and I will not respond. My own time is hilarious. Yeah. At least she set a stall out already. Yeah. yeah. I'm having trouble over there. I can see it happening. I think that's just a woman thing. My mum always says that. Like My mum says, because my mum looks after one day a week, and she says, you're going to have one very strong-willed little girl there. I was like, oh, isn't that just women, though? Yeah. Oh, I can't believe we were sexist. Now, now, now we're going to fat shame. Oh, this is going to be a horrible episode. I can tell. No matter how we do this episode, someone's going to complain. Yeah, I'm sure. And if you are going to complain, don't bother. Because Johnny ain't listening. No. No. Um, maybe, like, so now, now I'm going to caveat this episode now to say, look, this is a bit spitballing in that we're not really that informed in this area, let's be honest. Um... Which you probably argue, why the hell are we doing a podcast on it? But I think we have all got some like our own opinions, rightly or wrongly. They are just opinions, so please just take that with a um, pinch of salt. I'm sure if anyone wants to get in a conversation, debate, then we'll happily talk to them about it. And um, if you come up with a sensible debate, most of us will potentially change our mind. Say, yeah, you're probably right. We just, you know, maybe as I say, aren't the best informed. But by the by, so um, we wanted to talk about. A couple of things. So, I think there's no getting away with it. Uh, get, or getting away from it, I should say, sorry. And I also don't really want to be one of those fit pros that just jump on the bandwagon, even though, you know, it's inevitable. I think we all do. But when something comes out, everyone posts about it. You know, you kind of get some bit of juicy content and every single fit pro and their wife ends up doing the same thing. Um, you know, like Joe Wicks admitting calories or, I don't know, Davina McCall and the old sugar thing. You know, it is... It is uh, hard to stay away from it sometimes. And obviously this week, there's been quite a large uproar in the uh, fit pro world of the Cosmopolitan magazine shoot or cover front cover or whatever you want to call it with... Um, is it Tess Holiday? 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she is, I believe, a plus-size model, model. And they had her picture on the front. I haven't even read the article inside, so I don't know what it's about. So it... Um, I guess that's also like a bit of a, uh, a, well, an issue, I suppose, in terms of some of the stuff we're about to talk about, because I haven't even read, I can't even really base it on having read the article and knowing exactly what the article's about, but I'm not sure it's 100% relative to some of the content we want to speak about anyway. I don't know. I'm going to say something before we start as well, just because some people go, what do you know about it? I just worked in my BMI when I was my big ass, and it was 36, so I was clinically obese, yeah. so I can comment. I feel. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. Um, I don't think I was ever in the 30s, but I was definitely hitting the late 29s, so I was in the overweight category by a long way. Um, so people don't know. Um, over 30 is obese, 
Um, is it over 34 is clinically obese? Was it 34.9 or whatever? Yeah, something like that. I should really know this as nutritionist, but I'll be honest, it's just not really that relevant, is it? It's not. It's just, not, it's just a number, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah. Um, what are we saying? So, yeah. Uh, I have actually completely lost my train of thought where we were at, why we were talking about that. Oh, Johnny, you said about you worked at your BMI, didn't you? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I guess from our own personal experiences of being clinically obese or overweight, uh, and obviously working with some clients that you would say are in those categories as well, do have some experience. We obviously are surrounded by a lot of the stuff within the industry through social media and and other types of media all the time anyway. Um, so I guess that's where a lot of our content, opinions, thoughts, etc., are going to come from. So as I say, they are opinions. Take them with a pinch of salt, please. We're not horrible people, so anything we say that might come across in a way that's offensive to people, we're just going to apologise up front, I think, is probably the only way to do it, because it's not meant to be offensive. Um, they might just be ignorant comments. Yeah? I know. It's, yeah. it's probably not sensible to say that, or even particularly impressive, but there you go. Um, so, yes, this front cover has been doing the rounds and we just want to discuss our thoughts about it that kind of links in nicely with some stuff that we want to talk about anyway um or we've been talking about for a while so a movement called health at any size or every size um which kind of links in with that so we just thought we'd just go through some things and just see where this podcast takes us yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go for it let's, let's do it let's do it so i guess like Let's start on the Tess Holiday thing. So just take her out of the equation because it's not a personal thing about her because I don't know her, never heard her speak, don't know anything about her personality. So it's hard to comment really on someone individually. Um, I suppose this this is going to be purely based on a picture of a clearly clinically obese woman being put on the front of obviously a worldwide magazine cover. Um, I suppose like what are your initial reactions to seeing something like that? And I suppose you can either use some of the influences that you will have no doubt had by reading people's opinions on it already, or you can just actually try and put that to one side and just say what your own thoughts are, just seeing it, whatever, however you want to play it. Yeah, cool. No, well, I mean, I, was, I thought what we should probably say, I think we're, and explain sort of where the, Sort of it, all the story, or not all the story, but all the health and sort of fitness industry has sort of got up the knickers in a twist about it. I guess I suppose that in one view, people are saying that it's promote that she's promoting a unhealthy lifestyle. But I think, judging by bit snippets I've looked through, there is no in the article in the in Cosmopolitan. There is nothing. It's got nothing to do with her diet it's got nothing to do with her it's just a sort of photo shoot for a plus size model um so there's not like pictures of her sitting in eating dairy milk eating dairy milk like slobbing around kind of thing like promoting the types of behaviors i suppose that are seen as unhealthy behaviors that would lead to obesity no and i think if if you like obviously when it all came out kind of you had a if you have a look at her sort of social media, there is uh, stuff I've heard, obviously, doing forms of exercise to a point, I guess, obviously, we, with obvious reasons. As we all know, 
there must be something behind that sort of amount of weight gain that someone puts in. You don't just get there through for, for no reason. Um, you mean someone obviously has to eat in excess of calories over a long period of yes, time? Yes, for a very for a prolonged period of time. And, so, and, and most likely lead, lead a reasonably unhealthy lifestyle. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, to a point. Or a, definitely a non-optimal health lifestyle, I guess. But again, what I was trying to sort of say is the the up the sort of uproar hasn't necessarily has kind of come say organically from the sort of on our side from the fitness world it's it's, it's just something that sort of is, is stemmed up from it hasn't it it's even if you put her photos just up on a side no one knows besides her and cosmopolitan what their sort of the underlying reasoning behind that photo she was in my view anyway yeah, I mean, yeah. it is just promoting a positive sort of balance for someone's mental health because and in my view which we've discussed sort of off air I, d- I don't think for me that I it can't be up for debate that being either end of the spectrum uh, for health health purposes it's not healthy to be either end over overtly like the old sort of extra skinny bare bones models that's not healthy um and then if you go back to that to sort of how the picture is now with in this case it's not healthy to be which she is morbidly obese because of the strain it puts on the body the same with being extremely skinny that's a strain on your body as well um so yeah in a health i don't think that should be up for debate that neither neither sort of I'm trying to say that sort of ends of the spectrum can be viewed as healthy. The middle road, which will always be healthier than both of those versions. Um, so yeah, with that, so if in her head, and we're talking obviously about the modeling question, if she is happy and she's thriving emotionally and mentally, then that's her, that's her business. That's cool. Um, I don't think anybody out there is going to sort of take, see that picture, see a picture like that and be like, fuck it, that's that's my new goal. I'm going to aim to just be like that, to put on X amount of weight. And because I, coming from the same sort of, as we said, being overweight, I definitely wasn't, when I, re- when I sort of took note of myself and my body, I definitely wasn't happy then, but there was a very long period of time where I wasn't kind of aware, if that makes sense, of the amount of weight I was gaining. It just kind of blurred into just everyday life, I guess, really. Yeah. I, I guess, like, your, your point around... Um, oh, struggling tonight, aren't I? Um, no, okay. No, I don't know. I don't. Know. I was gonna. I, was, I don't know. What I was gonna say completely. Um, it was. Just, I think it was more around sort of like some of the comments you made there, which aligned with like Rich Senewald's views that we read on his Facebook page mm. around. Um, oh, what bits were they? What, what did you just say that that kind of fit in? Well, the people that people aren't trying to aim to be. 
Yeah, I suppose. I suppose it's not it promoting. It's not like it, it's not giving people a goal that this is going to no, be. No, yeah, yeah. I suppose it is that bit. So I, I guess like, and you didn't really answer my question, although not, not obviously. I still think you've had some really good views there, but um, obviously my question originally was like, what do you feel? But I just want to go back before you answer that bit. Um, what the the bits that align with what Rich said? So which you just said, which is basically no one sees a picture of someone who is obese and somebody thinks, I want to be like that, and then starts going out and having their matches. I guess that's the point, because I think that's fair, I think. I don't well, think... Which is a kind of, that's the kind of, the weird one, isn't it? Because that's the sort of flip side of when you had the, the sort of extraordinarily skinny size zero models, people, or even in this industry... The, the six pack all year round. Basically, I've just got off stage. Sort of how people look like that, which we know isn't for the vast majority of people the way that you can live your everyday life. Mm. But whereas, I really don't see anybody being like, okay, fuck it, that's that's one of the things. Whereas you will, you did have it was a lot more of a sort of risk that especially girls would want to be that size zero or try and be that size zero model yeah because in that sort of go on sorry no i was just gonna say no no completely agree um i was kind of just gonna move on just say look okay so you what are your are they your are you saying that all the things you just said are aligned with your thoughts then My, my my viewpoint on it is um obviously we don't know the girl we don't know um I don't. I don't really. Have, it's hard to say. Like what my view is. I, I don't have an extreme view on it. I, I think that if people, I'm here to kind of help people, and the same as we all are, kind of here to help people when they realise they need help. What are your views? So, I pulled up an article, um, and it was <coughs> something that was said. Uh, the model said, and something that Cosmo Holton said after Piers Morgan obviously slated it. But my initial reaction was, <clears throat> they want a reaction. This is done for marketing, for, for one, because for, it's shocking. Just as this is like, if this was a size zero cover model, like a, a woman who was bulimic with rib showing, there would be uproar about this right now because there's someone who's obese and it's a bit like, oh, you can't say that, you can't say that. It's a bit more, I don't know, accepted maybe. So they want a reaction to start. So it's good marketing. People are talking about cause of problem. This is put in the magazine like in October or something. And it's like, <clears throat> right, okay, fair enough. Marketing, whatever. So it's good marketing for a start. Um, they want a reaction because she's in a swimsuit for one. Then if it was just about being a being a, a bigger woman and talking about, I haven't read the article, so I don't know even know what it's about. But it could have been just in a normal clothes, why does that have to be in a bikini? You know what I mean? Just like <clears throat> if I was a size zero, not a size zero, if I was someone with a rib sticking out, clearly unhealthy, people would have something to say. Again, but it seems to be a bit more, because it's not the norm as such, and then it's almost like, oh, you can't you can't comment on how she looks. Like, well, when you put them in that limelight, expect people to comment. Stop being such a, I don't know, a fairy. Like if if you if you put yourself in that sort of limelight, if I was on a front cover magazine with the way I look, I would get criticised by some people. Whatever, that's just how people work. 
you're in front of a magazine, you want to be seen, you want the attention. So accept the negative attention that comes with it. This is people's opinions. I, I, um, I, I don't, just on, just stop you there, mate, for a second. I don't think she's the one that's complained, to be fair. It's obviously everyone else saying that we shouldn't, oh, you can't do this, it's body shaming, or, you, you know, we should be promoting body confidence, etc. Yeah, you, I suppose you couldn't, body confidence, yeah. She's, she's, she's clearly confident in her body. What I was going to say is, she must have expected there to be some sort of comment about the front, her front cover, even though she's not mourning about it. Surely she's going to ac- accept that there's going to be positive and negative views of her front cover, mm. just in case of it being a front cover magazine. Like anyone, it's like a, a 25 stone bodybuilder. People don't like it. But they are there to be, no, they're not there to be criticised, obviously, but there will be an opinion on it. Um, I think, because it's like, women read this magazine, don't they? Girls probably read this magazine. People are going to look at that. They're clearly, they're not going to say, I want to be 300 pounds. But if they are maybe of a similar size, they might think to themselves, oh, that person's got on the front cover of Cosmopolitan, one of the biggest magazines in the UK, probably, for women. Mm, it's acceptable for me to be like this. So when, where they might be in a state of change where they think, well, I might want to change now because I feel unhealthy, my knees are hurting, blah, blah, blah. They see this and think, hmm, actually, it's acceptable. So I think, well, maybe I can get in front of that magazine. So why do I bother? So I'm just obviously putting words in people's mouths because who knows what people are thinking. I don't think it's a, a positive image on a front cover magazine, but just like it, it wouldn't be positive if it was a woman with their ribs out. I think there would be more uproar about a person with their ribs out than there would be about... No, I think there'd be less uproar about one with their ribs out than this. Mm. Because it's like skinny's not acceptable, but skinny's been the thing in modelling and magazines for a long time. Yeah. Just just before, obviously, because Paul wants to jump in, but definitely I agree that the stigma with overweight people is far, far, far... Um, has more impact than, obviously, with... Uh, people that are thin because that's kind of like the the example we've used before where i think ed camp brought on one episode where he said like it's completely socially acceptable in pc to say to someone oh you're really thin you you know you, look like you should ha- have a good meal but you can't say to someone who's overweight oh you look like you should cut down a bit and stop eating yeah i think the, the, our country is always too politically politically correct and it's just like oh just just as long as you're not nasty to someone you don't need to say to someone look insult or just you're, you're fat you're a fat bastard or something like that because it's just it's nasty isn't it it's like but if someone asks that your opinion i'm overweight yes clearly are and you're unhealthy so you probably need to look at sword in it so that is almost unacceptable you're almost like oh you're bullying it no you're not you tell them the reality of the situation obviously this test name isn't it yeah. she could be the best most loveliest person in the world but it's not about that. Yeah, I think we're just looking at the visual aspect of it, not the actual, <clears throat> not her personality or whatever. She's pretty, to be a great person. However, I looked at um, what Piers Morgan was saying, and I quite like him because he's quite, uh, he just don't care. He just says as it is. Yeah, but I hate Piers Morgan, by the way. Just, yeah, yeah, I hate Piers Morgan. I quite like him, I do, because he says as it is. He, just, <laughs> he winds people up and it's brilliant. Um, he's also a hypocrite, but either way. 
where was it? It was a quote by Cosmopolitan. Uh, where was it? I couldn't find it. Are you thinking about the bit when he said that they're promoting a positive yes. energy? He says that no. they don't every day or something like that. No, you she is. And my, this, so Piers asked her a question about yourself, your celebrated morbid obesity. And she replies with, I am saying that it is okay to look... Uh, sorry, am I saying this, that this is okay to look like? Yes, she is. So, she says it's okay to look like that. So that depends how people can view that statement. She's defending looking like that, which... <clears throat> um, could be caveated, really, couldn't it? I mean, it's fine to look like that if you're happy with your body and you're mentally happy. However, be under no illusion, you are unhealthy and you will die early. Yeah. Be under no illusion. There's like, fair enough, people are happy with their body and they're mentally happy because obviously mental health is a big thing mm-hmm. now than it has been before. But that's fine. If she's happy with being where she is, she doesn't mourn about where she is, she accepts the, the fact that she's going to die early and she's unhealthy, then whatever. No problem. Carry on. But <clears throat> what she was saying is the reason she's on my cover is to show there's a different way to look. Now, to me, she is telling you now that that is acceptable to look. You can look like that if you want to, which to me is ridiculous. Ridiculous. She should be, what are you doing? To me, that is my opinion. People don't like you. Whatever. Sorry, mate. I just want to just interject... Um, just to play the role of uh, balance. Um, I mean, I yeah, I, I think obviously the fact that body confidence and uh, health are two completely different things, really, in that you can have one or the other or both. Um, sometimes having one in a certain state, i.e., you know, kind of the example we talk about, someone that is severely overweight, clinically obese, and, um, you know, the, the scientific literature states that they're all of the risk markers involved in um, predicting ill health are all elevated dramatically because of that. It's hard to then kind of feel good about body, you know, telling someone to be, you should definitely be confident about your body um, when you know that the consequence of that is obviously these poorer um, health markers. Um, but... You, I suppose the idea is like for me. I was just thinking like you just you don't you, we obviously we're not looking to judge people because they're overweight or we're not looking to judge people because um, you know they look a certain way. It's not what it's about at all. Um, but I think you, I mean I do agree with the point around obviously realistically. I suppose people have to realise you know the facts of it. The facts are that you are more at risk of coronary um, heart disease. You are um, at higher risk of diabetes and metabolic syndrome, and you're at higher risk of even like poor joint health and all this other type of stuff because of the sheer volume of weight that you're carrying around. So that can't really be ignored. Um, I, I suppose like you use the words like celebrate. They're the bits that come to me to mind. Think like I struggle in my mind to kind of really form my own opinion on whether I think it's like can be looked at as celebrating um, or accepting or normalizing i don't know if any of those words are, are right but it's it's like the whole concept for me or the whole thing is really difficult and paul what do you have to say about it because you've got a finger in the air yes i have my finger in the air no um sort of a little bit of a tangent to go off but 
One thing I haven't seen anywhere, not that I'm foot spending all my days scanning posts, is that this seems to be a purely female side. There's no men's version of a of a guy, an over obese guy in a pair of budgie smugglers. There is. is that? Yeah. yeah. So someone, yeah. I think, I don't know who it was, but someone has used Twitter to uh, point out the fact that Cosmopolitan obviously have put this picture of Tess and they put it alongside, I can't remember what magazine it was, but it was one of the hip-hop ones. It had Rick Ross on it going, shirt mm. off, tattoos out, and obviously he's a big lad. Yet the point was made that actually this is more about gender equality than it is potentially about body size because obviously no one said a word about Rick Ross. Um, yeah. And obviously he's just one because, example of many. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because there's obviously... I mean, I see it. This is probably going to sound hella sexist, but you'll come across quite a lot of times of people will see an, a larger woman and it will always be, oh, she's got a very beautiful face, like blah, 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 blah. Don't tend to see that talked about so much with heavy guys. Like, you just wouldn't, I just don't see that happening. You don't, I don't see a, I don't know, obviously GQ or something like that being like, that's the photo shoot we're going to go for. We're going to promote body positivity by putting Rick Ross in his pants on the front cover. Yeah. Well, I think they did some stuff with Corden. Um, obviously, although the picture I remember seeing... But was, then he lost weight. Yeah, I think the picture I remember seeing of him was after he'd lost a reasonable amount of weight. So, hmm. um, <coughs> excuse me. Um so, but even still, you know, he was still overweight. You know, you can still he's still overweight, so he's still within that category, even though he'd lost weight. Um, yeah. I can't remember who else was there. Was there was a few examples of men where they like certain magazines had used pictures of men, but they obviously that was used in more in the context of you know there was no uproar about it being um, body confidence promoting or supporting obesity. Whereas yeah. obviously the example or the case you're using it is in more around. Um, not it's just not being a talking point at all, right? Or no. yeah. Okay. So anyway, what is your view on it, Brad? Well, I, I kind of just started to sum it up with uh, when I interjected in Johnny because I was kind of interjected. Oh, that sounded horrible. Mm. <laughs> um, interject into Johnny. Yes, uh, gross. That is gross. Um, sorry, Johnny. Um, I, I think that would be a very very bold baby. Yeah. But but Jack though, a bald Jack because we're both Jack. Look look at those guns. Um, yeah, I don't know. I find it very difficult because on the on one side I feel like you know I, I'm probably going to get slaughtered for saying this, but I do feel a little bit like it is normalising obesity. Um, and you know we are talking about obesity here. I know Johnny's brought up around the other end of the spectrum of obviously people being severely underweight, and obviously it still applies the same principle. But we're, we're kind of more focused on the obesity side at the moment. And I do feel like you know the it is normalising it a little bit. Um, that being said, obviously it's not like we should ever make it abnormal, and we should ever judge people because they're overweight. Genuinely, I'm not just saying that. I genuinely don't think that that ever ever has any positive outcome even for people that are looking on the motivation to you know change scale you know like making people feel judged or um worried about you know their their body or whatever is never going to really like 
promote non-obesity because you know the, the example is like you know the, all the people in the gym are the fittest healthiest people you see generally you know like you take it take it with a pinch of salt but you know the people in the gym are the people that are already fit you don't get that many overweight people in the gym because they're too scared to go in it and those that do you obviously you, look, you have to applaud for having the balls to step into a gym and obviously do something about their situation um but i think that's because obviously it's such a people you can imagine being an obese individual and i'm sure we've all been there like in our with our previous histories at some point where you do feel really self-conscious and you don't want to go in the gym like i've i've been in there and i've probably had two different mindsets in this so when i was overweight i didn't want to go in the gym because i felt like i'm the only overweight person in the gym and therefore that was a barrier to me for going in and probably then worked against me actually ever doing anything about my weight um and yeah okay you know it's a barrier that i had to just overcome and just manage because otherwise you know it's nothing nothing happens and obviously you do have to take responsibility for that but there's also the other side where i've gone in the gym now and feel inferior because i don't feel i'm as big or as strong as other people so you still kind of get that same principle or concept and obviously again that's still a barrier necessarily um for either myself or other people with that opinion or or thought process it might still be a barrier for them to even ever achieving what their long-term goals are because they're worried about it so i do find it like it's hard um because I say that's why I'm caught in the middle. Because so, just to recap, I kind of feel like it is normalising it a little bit. But on the flip side, obviously, if we do turn it into something where it's really judgmental, then it just becomes an extra barrier and actually works completely against what we're trying to do. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I see where you're going because, and it, it, I agree to a point. It is normalising it because out we're, of the two we're making it normal to stop people feeling judged. <laughs> yeah. By definition, out of the almost. two. But yeah, but only because out of the two extremes, one of them is easier to get takes not less effort. It can be quite hard to keep eating, and not. But you don't have to move as much. Whereas people, someone who is looking down that sort of route of the of losing mass amounts of weight to be size zero, they're having to really focus on what they're. In, what they're eating, managing their sort of calorie intake. They, you'll find those, the girls or whoever, spending hours on the treadmill or hour, always do it, going to fitness classes or being out and about. It takes, whereas it doesn't, you can, I think there's, I can't remember, there's a famous uh, stand-up com- comedian set, uh, is a bit about it, saying it's easy to ask Bill Burr, Bill Burr, sit, you just, it's easy to get, fat you just sit on your sofa watch netflix and just keep eating just chucking food don't you and you don't you don't have to move that's how i got fat i went i got upset over a breakup years ago years ago when this happened i just stayed up stayed up late watching tv and eating crisps it was fun (laughs) it was fun (laughs) so yeah but but that's the easier side isn't it people because, like, as we've said in many podcasts before and stuff, people tend to, like the people at work, that will bring in a boatload of donuts because they want a donut. But social acceptance, as long as you have a donut, it, it lessens the, oh, maybe I shouldn't have this extra donut. It's the same with sort of, because whatever way you we cut it, modern society is in a very bad place with the obesity crisis. So percentage that you look around, people are over. A lot of people are overweight. Just even just overweight, or just or carrying 
extra weight than they shouldn't be. But that acceptance is because it's more the norm now. People fit, feel like they fit in, whereas if you go to the other end, people that do go and sort of take sort of control of their eating, their exercise, their optimal health, it kind of then makes other people feel like, fuck, I should be doing that, but I don't have the sort of education to do it, or I don't have the drive to do it. It takes effort, and it sort of makes you feel bad. Like, if I see someone that's awesomely good with their finances, I think, fuck, I should be better with my money, shouldn't be wasting it on crisps. I'm putting crisps in for everything here. Um... And it makes me feel like fuck. I should be. I should. I should be growing up when I'm making sure I'm managing my money. Take like having a pension. Especially, it makes me feel bad that you work in a pension company, Brett. And I should be looking <laughs> after myself because I'm going to be old soon. That's not. Really, have... That's not really why I have a good pension, mate. It's because I. No, no, no. I you, save you're... into one, and I made very good investment decisions. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I just went travelling around the world and made very bad decisions. Um, anyway, yeah, I was kind of going, went off on a weird tangent then, but yes. When I see someone, I've seen a few very, very obese people in the gym. I've not looked at them and thought, oh my god, what are you doing? I've gone, good effort. Yeah. Just the same as over the skinny, really skinny person's got good effort. But I've been there, 36 BMI, so clinically obese. You, I don't know, depends if people might take us the wrong way, but whatever. If you're clinically obese, you've been told you're going to die if you don't do anything about it. Do something. Don't have to go to the gym. Do something about it. Anything. Eat. I know it's difficult. I've been there, so I feel like I'm common. It? it is difficult to get out of that habit, but if you don't do it, you're going to fucking die. How more, much more, more, more division do you want? Okay, you might be scared going to the gym, but that's in your head. That's not what people are thinking. Most people, what gyms I go in, especially the more hardcore gyms, will go, good effort. If you need help, you're out. That's more than the hardcore gyms. The, the fanny gyms, like, you know, the leisure centres, which I train at, by the way. David Lloyd's. Is it, yeah, they're a bit more disjointed. They're a bit more, I don't know. It's not like it was. Like when I was training at 16, you could talk to anyone in the gym. You could train with anyone in the gym. And if someone was obese, walked in that gym, they'd be welcome like anybody else. So it's like, I, I understand that it's hard because I've been there. But you've got to make a decision at some point in your life. I'm overweight. I'm going to die early. I might not see my kids grow up. Get it in, get in your head that that is a possibility if you're clinically obese. And you need to do something about it. You need to. Kind of sit there and forget about it. I know it's difficult, but just do something. Is I know it, people don't like that, but tough shit. No, no, no. It's, it's fact, mate, in, in terms. And I think maybe this is a good time to go on to kind of like, well, how does being obese actually affect things because kind of mentioned or kind of brushed against or brushed no the right word just mentioned a couple of things um but i've got um some uh statistics from the um, from a paper in the world obesity journal um it's an obesity review and where is it so um obviously this is just one study but it kind of aligns i think with a lot in the health risks associated with increasing bmi so um, loads of things, obviously. So it affects metabolic, metabolic syndrome. I'll go through one one by one in a moment. But 
metabolic syndrome, so type type, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, uh, coronary artery disease and stroke, respiratory effects, cancers, reproductive function, osteoarthritis, liver and gall, bladder disease. So there are some of the things that they've mentioned as there are just increased risks in disease uh, of these diseases when increasing body weight. So, <coughs> excuse me, God, this, this chest infection won't go. Um, metabolic syndrome, so they've predicted that 30% of middle-aged people in developed countries have features of metabolic syndrome, and 90% of type 2 diabetics have a BMI of more than uh, 23. So that's not even that high, 23. Because um, obviously, let's say, overweight would be 25 plus, um, and obviously obese 30. So... Um, but it's obviously correlating with the heavier you are, the more at risk of type 2 diabetes you are. So, um, hypertension is five times more risk in the, when you're in the obese category. 66% uh, of hypertension is obviously linked to excess weight. 85% of hypertension is associated with a BMI of more than 25 as well. So, again, like, so type 2 diabetes, Shame. high blood pressure, um, coronary, artery, coronary, coronary artery disease. You have 3.6 times the risk for each unit change in BMI. So, oh my God, that's huge, isn't it? Well, it's, it's a, a, as it compounds, definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I assume that's relative percent. So, um, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a reason why. But if you, if, I suppose you, the statistics can sometimes seem worse than they are in these types of respects. So if your risk yeah. was, I don't know, 1%, say, 1% risk of getting coronary artery disease. It's now three point six percent because it's times by three point six, say. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it's the the if it's three point six for every change in unit, that's pretty high. Obviously, for every one yeah. percent, every one bit one BMI up is a lot. But obviously, dys, uh, dyslipidemia progressively develops as BMI increases, so that's uh, poor or, or higher cholesterol count and uh, lower um, good cholesterol. That's what dyslip, dyslipidemia means. Um, and that progressively develops as BMI increases from 21 uh, with a rising small LDL, small density LDL, so low density lipoprotein particles. 70% of obese women with hypertension have left ventricular, vent <laughs> really struggling to speak tonight, ventricular hypertrophy. So that's an increased uh, chamber of the heart, <coughs> which is not a good thing. Uh, and obesity is a contributing factor to cardiac failure in more than 10% of patients. So cardiac failure being heart attack. That's a lot. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Cancer is another one, isn't it? Yeah, so 10% of all cancer deaths among non-smokers are related to obesity. 6% um, of pr primarily infertile women um, is attributed to obesity. Um, and it's the same men impotency and infertility are frequently associated with obesity in men uh, and then there's some stuff about obviously osteoarthritis wow someone shoot me now put me down osteoarthritis liver and gallbladder disease some stuff there about obviously increased risk so it's a lot there basically to say that being overweight Johnny just to kind of back up your point factually um, increases all these risks you know the science is there it shows you so this is obviously a problem, um, and I guess it kind of brings us around full circle to um, the kind of the body confidence movement and body acceptance is almost by definition you're accepting those conditions. I think I don't think it's a stretch to say. Yeah. Although I mean, I okay, now I'm going to take that back. I'm not going to say it's accepting of them, but you have to acknowledge them. Yeah. You have to accept them because I think obviously you can be confident in your body. 
you can have um, you know like uh, body acceptance but you have to do it with your eyes open and realise that you know you still need to do something about that despite being confident about your body because, because for the health factors for, to improve your health because you want to live um, you know a better life as well as a longer life well, but I think people don't they don't they don't accept it or I don't think they do you look at the um, cancer research thing um, when they said being, over, being obese can't boost cancer and there was that brother well you're fat shaming I think you are a fucking bunch of morons if you think that's fat shaming he's telling you the reality of the situation you just don't like it mm. and they think oh that's body shaming this is why our country is so ridiculous cancer research telling you being obese is contributing to cancer and people want to say you're fat shaming it's honestly god what, winds why, me up why do you think people don't like it so why do you think people kind of call fat shaming to be honest, I, to be honest I, do, I don't know I think it's ludicrous to be honest I think it's ridiculous Ridiculous. Paul? Any thoughts on it, Paul? What, what do you think? It's the I'm playing sort of not devil's advocate here, but do you think it's that same sort of thing as it's it's being told it's not your not that it's taking your free will away, but it's tell, they're telling you you should be this way, so people rebel the opposite way. Mm. Same as like I guess for a certain time. I mean, obviously, go back many years. Smoking was every obviously every, many more people smoked. I'd imagine because hey, there was obviously people were saying it was health benefits. Obviously, that was more likely the cigarette companies. But now, people that smoke, uh, there is enough science backing out there to say that this is the the risk you're taking. There are no positives to smoking cigarettes. Mm. You choose to do this. This is the you're putting your life into this roulette or sort of Russian roulette. That at some point, it, it you're shortening your life every time you smoke, whatever. The same way with at some point, it's going to have to be really sort of accepted. Being obese is the same thing, it is the same connotation. You are shortening your life if you choose to do that, cool, but you have to know that you are shortening your life significantly and there'll be obviously people that will go down the route well you could get hit by a bus tomorrow so who knows how long you're going to be but fuck yeah you could do I hate that but argument hate exactly it. because I, I mean the fact is and we, we sort of talked for it mentioned the sort of health, negative health effects and mecha- mechanic I can't say that word mechanically I've actually meant mechanically like if you are obese, it is no different to if you had a very nice car and then you filled the boot up with a load of bricks. It's not going to run well. It's going to engines going to burn out quicker. Your suspension is going to be fucked quicker. So it's no different. You're carrying around what your body wouldn't naturally carry around. In you just you just fucking yourself. We've all been there and we've all re- had to realise that you can't run optimally. You can't, your life can't be optimal being overweight. Yeah. I, think what, the, the, I think the thing people miss a lot of the time, so that, that kind of like age-old example of, oh, well, 
you know, uh, YOLO, you only live once. Um, I don't want to be 90 and, you know, like having people to, I don't know, help me go to the toilet because I'm too old and fragile. I'd rather die young and, you know, die fast. Um, that's great, but having all of these health issues isn't particularly going to give you a very good quality of life, let alone quantity. So you might you might think, oh, yeah, YOLO, but you might have a very short life, and for a lot of it, it's probably going to be pretty shit, given that you know mm-hmm. got the risk of all these different types of diseases and, and conditions. True. Yeah. And I think the, and the other point is like, and <laughs> this did make me lol, but Tanya... Uh, uh, I read somewhere so obviously the BBC there was a BBC news article today around how many uh, obese people uh, it was at 1.4 billion obese people or something um, I can't remember what the exact title or headline was I didn't actually read it but she did quote something out where someone said something similar like uh, life's too short I'd rather have fun drink smoke and eat whatever I want than worry about it <laughs> I did lol when her comment was yeah, well, you can pay for your own fucking healthcare then. <laughs> it's like, well, that's actually a very fair point because obviously that's fine. You'd someone taking their their own um, decisions or making their own decisions to do to whatever they want to do. You know, everyone's got that right to. But when you're then a, a potentially a drain on, you know, like government resource, NHS, etc. Does it then mean, well, actually, you know, it becomes a bit more of a wider issue than your own choices, mate. You should be thinking about the wider society. I know no one ever thinks of that. I know it's obviously not looked at. I think that that was, that was uh, one of the sort of button points in the Piers Morgan Tess holiday argument, wasn't it? They said that everybody's going on about the strain on the NHS, and she was like, "I'm American, so yeah." But okay, take her out of the example or equation. Yeah, it's still, re- still relevant. Right. She well, paid, yeah, in England, in the UK, in the UK, yeah. yeah. Obviously, she pays for in own health care. But you know, in, yeah, but it's if you can't have a really good life and be healthy at the same time, of course you can't. I know. The, ironically, it's insane, the, isn't it? yeah, it is insane because ironically, the things that people say, you know, oh, I want to have fun, you know, drink, smoke, or else, are even that like smoking exactly? Is it even really that enjoyable or that fun? No, you're just addicted, mate. It's, it's not the fact that it's that enjoyable. It's just that you're addicted, so you can't do anything otherwise. Um, yeah, and you smell like shit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I guess like the the food thing's another thing. Like I had this conversation with my my friend Steve um, yesterday over a coffee. We were talking about what he offered me some of his food. Um, he had lunch and I didn't because I had lunch already had lunch planned, so I weren't going to eat anything. And uh, he offered me to try like he bought he had like a beef noodle salad thing or beef salad thing, and that came with like what looked like quite nice oven baked prawn cracker type of things or like they were Thai but rather than Chinese but anyway and he said oh, I want to try one and I was like nah you're right mate and he's like well, why, why don't you want to just try one I said well to be honest because it doesn't bother me and if anything it's probably just going to mean I want to eat more of them by having one so I'm better off just not having any um, so we just got into this conversation around like okay well um, you know like why what, you know, why don't you just not try a bit you know because that way you haven't got to eat the whole meal you just try a little bit and I said to be honest mate it's just food. That's where I've kind of got to in a place almost in my relationship with food that I've kind of realized that as much as I love certain foods and obviously, yeah, you know, food porn, blah, blah, blah. It's still just food. And I, can't, I think the example you used to look, a donut is brilliant. Like it's, I love donuts or a burger is brilliant. But in a day, you do have to keep telling yourself that the context there is it's just a burger. So is it really adding that much value to my life that I have to go out and eat loads of burgers, loads of donuts, because otherwise I'm not living? You know? <laughs> It's just, for, and it's the same with alcohol, you know, it's just alcohol. 
It's nothing. It's not like it's anything of that I feel, that I feel I, high, I hold in that high regard anymore. That I'm really that bothered by. That's where the conversation kind of ended because I was kind of like, well, actually, I got to a place where I'm just not as bothered by certain stuff as I used to be. So I can easily turn away stuff more than I would have previously been able to. And that's you know, Johnny, we talked about that on the the five tips for or whatever you know many tips for holiday kind of podcast we did where you said actually it's a really good place to be where you can start to not eat um for the sake of it or not eat for stuff because you realize actually it's just food to me to me you do a situation guys like you only live once i i think myself now and again maybe it's a bit more but i don't know but when you're when you're on your deathbed are you going to say if someone asks you did you live your life to the full? Are you going to respond with, yeah, I ate shit loads of burgers and drunk loads of pints? No, you're not. You are definitely not going to be saying that. You're going to be saying, yeah, I had a great, I brought my kids up, I was a great father, I travelled the world, blah, blah, blah. You ain't going to say, I had loads of fucking burgers. So people say you only live once. Wrap up. Shut up. Make an excuse for your greed because you can't do something about it. Don't push on somebody else. I feel a bit Riley up tight. Johnny is I angry. Dicks. I like it. You only live. You only live once. Shut up. Christ's sake. <laughs> you won't be living like, soon, son. It's like a simple. Some say, "Oh, like, oh go skydiving. You only live once. You might. That might be a once in life opportunity. Go travel around the world. That might be a once in life opportunity. Fact is, you only live once. Not. Oh, do you want a burger? Or do you want a fucking donut? Or I got smashed and I had like twelve pints on the side. I was licking the floor by three in the morning. No, he's just a dick. If your um, if your parachute doesn't open, then yeah, you, know, you are only living. Brown, yeah. yeah, your brown bread, yeah, yeah. But you probably enjoyed it on the way up. Hopefully, I suppose there's yeah. worse ways to go. Yeah, it's like there's only live once thing. It's like, oh, shut up, Billy, for God's sake! And you probably people who are like, I would have got boring lives anyway. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I've just offended loads of people, but you know. No, I don't think so. No, obviously, we said at the start of this we were going to be real. We were going to just kind of give our honest opinions rightly or wrongly informed or uninformed just chat really isn't it yeah that's it that's it it's or our opinions on this matter are our opinions i I don't necessarily agree with everything johnny says or anything brett says on it but that's our views but then we can always help if required with anybody Mm. So if you do feel like losing weight, you know where we're where where it's come. I think there's a lot of stupidity in the world at the minute, especially in our country. Mm. It's like mediocrity celebrated for one thing, yeah. which I don't agree with. It's like kids in school come last. Oh yeah, here's a fucking medal. No, you lost. You get nothing. You know what I mean? It's like everything. Oh, you only live once because you haven't eaten a burger or whatever. Oh, you can run over by a bus tomorrow. So that's your excuse for smoking and probably shorten your life. It's like, oh, get over yourself, for God's sake. Like, yeah. Just think, so, oh, too much politically correctness, which shall, is ruining things. Shall we, um, so talking about PC, should we wrap this up a little bit along the the final thing we kind of wanted to cover? Because we haven't really covered it, but the, the health at any size stuff. So obviously this kind of concept or movement that um, health for every size is... It, it kind of aligns with uh, body confidence or body acceptance, I guess, because that's that's kind of what it means. But for those that don't know, it's kind of like seen as an approach to health that doesn't pursue the goal of like any particular body weight, but just more concentrates on on health benefits and improvements that can be practically achieved. Which 
I don't think any of us disagree with. Without speaking for you two. No, no I don't disagree with that. No. Um, I think the only bit I kind of have a slight issue with, I don't know if it's even a slight issue, but my a slight difference of opinion in that, um, obviously this kind of focus on not looking at body weight at all, so kind of like there's health at any size thing. Factor is incorrect, because obviously you, you don't have health at every size. You know, we've just gone through all of the risks of being obese that, you know, that's not healthy. You know, that, that, I think that's that's fact. So I, I think it kind of already contradicts some stuff. Um, I kind of don't disagree with that. We shouldn't necessarily always pursue solely the reduction in body weight. Although, ironically, the reduction in body weight tends to be, for, for anyone, certainly for anyone who's overweight, it pretty much always leads to to better health markers. So, which is, you know, been proved time and time again, you know, Mark Taub and the Twinkie diet, um, Andrew Hyde Crow and his abs and ice cream, um, Potato Man, can't think of his real name. You know, all these diets where they've, they've kind of ate crap but lost body weight and improved health markers. Um, so it kind of proves, it kind of shows. I mean, the Health Any Size guys tend to claim that it's not the reduction in body weight that is improving people's health and that's actually the actual individual approaches that they're taking which I'll be honest I don't agree with do you agree with? no definitely not I mean as you just said losing weight isn't going to improve health markers it's not the only thing but it then it needs to be looked at doesn't it if you're losing weight your health markers are probably getting better it's not to say obviously solely rely on weight obviously exercise, portions of food, veg, fruit, blah, blah, blah. Mental health, obviously, a big thing. But to say that's a bit like, come on, no. Just taking it too far, again, and it was just like another, seems like another marketing thing, and just to get attention. Hmm. I mean, they, they quote, like, um, the reason they exclude weight loss as, as a uh, focus is mainly because the scientific literature shows that the significant long-term weight loss isn't really possible for the vast majority of people. Um, which is kind of true in that significant weight loss is definitely possible. We see it time and time again. It happens all the time. Look at the biggest losers. You know, they lost huge amounts of weight. Um, you know, We see it within our industry. People lose weight all the time. Slimmer World, Weight Watchers. It, it, we, as a nation, as a population, as a, whatever, we, we don't particularly find it hard to lose weight. It is the long-term part, as in keeping it off, because studies do kind of suggest that 90% of people don't manage to keep the weight off that they lose and end up either putting on all again or more, um, which is quite um, concerning and obviously quite sad, really, that that you know we, we don't have a struggle losing weight, but we have a struggle keeping it off. Um, so I can see kind of why they might feel like, oh, that's why we don't worry about weight loss and we just worry more around just healthy behaviours, because that is a good thing. But if healthy behaviours don't lead to weight loss in itself, which can quite often be the case you look at clean eating crew or uh people that quite often um kind of focus on exercise only there are two things that you would say are really healthy habits eating clean foods i.e whole processed whole foods unprocessed foods um you know that was you would say they're healthy habits because obviously aligns with more quality proteins more fruits and vegetables you know you've got to really if you're eating clean foods but how, how many people do we know or we've worked with that had that problem and never lost any weight because they were eating too much clean food still because calories count. Loads. Loads. How so, much time and time again? Yeah. 
So it's kind of like, well, you know, their health markers weren't improving, even though they were eating healthily, because they weren't losing weight. Yeah. So I think, obviously, that's kind of where this health any size or every size thing kind of misses a lot of the point. And I think it that does then lead itself, in my opinion, into a lot of the the, the negative sides, let's, let's describe it as, I don't know how to describe it, the negative sides of body confidence and body acceptance. Um, if there are negatives, they would be obviously kind of like it just stops people changing, stops people moving to a healthier position because they've accepted as they are is totally fine. Being obese is yeah. totally fine, say. Yeah, like obviously being accepted as a person anyway mm. is should be standard, like, but to accept a size because you believe it's healthy and it's healthy and size is not the case, is it? If you're 40, if you're 40% body fat, you ain't healthy. There's no way around it. If you exercised, then you would be healthier if you lost no weight. But you're still not healthy as you would be at like 21% or 20% body fat. It's like, in terms of mentally, yes, you couldn't be healthy at any size. But physically, you can't be, can you? It's just not possible. This is a fact, it's just not possible. If you're 40 stone and you can't go to bed, you ain't healthy. Mm. So it's like, I think it's it's back to the peace thing. It's it's, too, it's being too politically correct for them because if people are scared to get, I don't know, shouted at you, can't say that. Well, it's a fucking reality, isn't it? I mean, uh, how soon is it going to cost the NHS a trillion in obesity in the long term? It's probably going to happen worldwide. It's going to happen, isn't it? It's going it's to be a trillion pound or dollar problem worldwide soon. No. So I don't accept people as they are, fine. Accept them. You can be mentally happy at any size, fine. But don't think you're healthy at any size because you ain't. No, no. Fact. I, I, yeah, exactly. I think obviously just knowing that they are two separate things and they're both things we should strive for. No, not one or the yeah. other. Like because because to be honest, there's also plenty of people that are physically healthy but still have lots of issues with body confidence, and that's yeah. also a place you don't want to be. Um, because yeah. you know the the all of the pillars of well-being, so f- they're like physical, mental, and financially. Um, they, they're all things that we should focus and look after. We shouldn't just focus on one. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... Uh, and I guess, like, this concept of, like, like we've talked about, I just want to kind of maybe just backtrack a little bit and caveat some stuff around... We're not saying that everyone has to be lean, six-pack, or, like, no. uh, if you're a guy, or, you know, like, lean, flat stomach if you're a woman. You know, the, 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 the range where you are healthy at specific sizes is quite... is reasonably vast. Um... You know, we're, we're not saying you have to be like either stick thin or absolutely lean or, you know, look incredibly muscular to have a healthy body. Um, that's not what we're saying at all. I think that it's probably a bit more um, a, a wider or vaster range of, of body sizes that would fall into a healthy bracket than, than maybe a lot of people realize. But, you know, when you kind of talk about some of the people we are talking about where they are clearly clinically obese, and that's where the BMI scale probably comes in reasonably well in helping people um, quantify what is a healthy body size or weight you know the BMI factor does really help with that um, yeah that's I think that's kind of where, where we should be so trying to get into those decent ranges is I think an aim what we should all have and, and try and maintain there and yeah through healthy habits rather than focusing on weight loss it can be a really good ploy but it's by no means a guarantee because I hate to keep saying it, but it comes down to calories. And if you're eating too many calories, you can be as healthy or have as healthy habits as you like. But if you're eating too many calories and, and not maintaining a healthy body weight, 
then that, that's not a good place to be. Bang on. Paulie? Yep. Yep, agree. Agreement. For the last few minutes, and if you had anything you want to add. No, I think they we both summed up very well. I think you can be happy mentally at whatever weight you choose, but it comes with the fact that you can't ignore the fact that both extremes, end of the scale, obesity or below healthy body weight, come with the risks and the fact that you're just not going to be able to live an optimal life mm. cool um, and lastly just one more thing I actually just thought of like let's not be judgmental pricks and you know just assume that everyone with obesity is a lazy slob that are just not doing anything they should do because uh, most people I think that are obese don't want to be obese and there's there's kind of deep deep rooted reasons why maybe they are overweight um so and it's not that easy to just stop you know because we eat for different reasons so i think it's obviously worthwhile just people thinking about like why people are overweight because it can be quite easy to judge people and just say they're lazy when quite often it's not the case oh definitely i agree yeah on that point it is a probably where the education system is failing the country itself especially the young people there isn't enough education around realistic science of health but like as we've said many times before calories count but you don't learn that so much in school Mm -hmm. I rather learned that in school than I did learn about Pythagoras theorem because that hasn't helped me any point the Tudors yeah the Tudors I I spoke about Pythagoras or Pythagorean theorem uh, earlier this week actually because someone said about how good my uh, counting in my head was. And I was like, yeah, I've got an A-level maths. And then I said, the only thing I can remember is Pythagorean theory. And I said, funny thing is, I don't actually remember what it is other than some sort of right-angle triangles or certain types of triangles. Mm. I was like, brilliant. That really worked well for me in life, didn't it, having an A-level maths? There you go. I can count pretty well in my head, though. Yeah, I can. When I say I count, count sorry, well in my sorry. head. But that was from working in bars and giving people change. Yeah, I want to say can, I should probably mean um, actually do math, as in addition and subtraction. Quick maths. Quick maths. Cool, right. right. Let's wrap this up. Have we got anything to shout out, add, say, no. promote? You're doing rough runnering. Yeah, me and Ed and Benny and uh, Vicky are all doing that. Uh, hopefully meet up with the competition winners, because we said we'd uh, meet up with them. Hopefully, bits will be featured on the No Nonsense Nutrition, either live on Instagram, maybe yeah, little bits. Try the and get some clips or something. Yeah. Although, I get pro- electrocuted. I'll be honest. I might leave my phone away from the the event. As GoPro. Of, yeah, I've got a GoPro, so I should probably take that. Just because, obviously, um, if people aren't aware. Uh, if anyone follows my Instagram stories and wondered why I blacked out on Sunday, I say blacked out, my Instagram stories blacked out on Sunday, it's because my phone ended up in a river. So I now have a new one. Don't which canoe I, and drink, folks. I didn't drink. I wasn't even drunk. I was just a very competitive canoeer. It's probably the aspartame and Coke Zero. Might be, might be. Might be that, fermenting in the gut, causing some sort of alcohol to... Drink <laughs> Yeah. Um... No, we just we were just competitive rowing, and uh, unfortunately, three people in a canoe 
literally going, hey, 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 trying to row as fast as you can, uh, does leave quite an unstable boat and it did tip over. And unfortunately, I forgot to put my phone back in the safe bag of the waterproof bag and therefore it's deaded. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think Johnny's gone. All he's gone. He's left. He's had enough of my canoe talk. So yeah, no. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, shall we end the it button. there? Shall we put it there? Because I'm not sure if Johnny's yeah. coming back. Who knows? Who knows? Right. Okay. Bonjour. Ciao. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week. <laughs>